Welcome to Shadows of Prophecy, a D&D real play podcast following the ill-omened web of lives whispered by the void, their names repeated in the darkness. Shadows of Prophecy is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast with violent themes and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. With us today to traverse through adventures of macabre and sedition, we have myself, Timothy, as our ambivalent DM. Ellie as uh, a poet and she knows it, Marky. Hoping to now confront his past, he'll now enter this creepy old castle, Salvador Saltrose. Hi, and I'm Dan, the uh, human scholar and Twilight's human, Ren. I lost all words just then. (laughs) (laughs) Join us as we enter the Shadows of Prophecy, Act 1, In the Shadows, Chapter 11, The Forgotten. <laughs> Last time on Shadows of Prophecy, our adventurers went through a trap door which led to a collection of perplexing rooms seemingly fabricated to force a party of investigators to solve arbitrary puzzles. Expertly. <laughs> yeah. Expertly. <laughs> I think we nailed that one, honestly. <laughs> Minimal damage. Our Puzzle strategy pros. was perfect. <laughs> After cheating, I mean, cleverly finding a workaround, the almost entirely avoided encounters. (laughs) (laughs) Almost is the key word. Especially with some rather terrifying creatures unified by their singular eyes. With a mishap with a teleportation device behind them, they ascended into a castle, realizing it was Castle Valerian and entered the garden courtyard. Oh, and the castle is most certainly haunted. Good luck, team. Thank you. I mean, there's one ghost. How how bad could one ghost be? Yeah, hey, zombies, we're pretty sure. Zombies. Oh, are there zombies? Weren't they shamble? Weren't there shambling noises? Did we hear shambling noises? There were some shambling noises through the door. A, yeah. a ghost could shamble. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> how many ghosts do you have to have before it's haunted? One. One. Probably I think it's one. one. One ghost is sufficient to qualify something as haunted. Mm-hmm. But like the size of the ghost, you have like a, a dog haunt. Does a, does a ghost dog haunt a house or does it have to be like of human? That's true. This is a big castle. Only one ghost would be a pretty meager haunting. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt there's only one ghost. This seems like a multiple ghost situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you did avoid the shambling door, mm-hmm. uh, or the door with the shambling noises behind it. The shambling door, <laughs> the like, shambling just rips itself off its hinges, <laughs> starts wandering uh, towards us. So you did avoid the door with the shambling noises behind it, proceeding through another door, which led you into a temple. As you made your way to the other side of the temple, you heard a moaning noise that kind of flew behind you and as you whipped around you saw the wisps of some phantasmal 
thing dissipating into the wall. Shirts friendly. You peeked through the door, leading out into a hall. And the first thing you noticed was the skeleton sitting alongside the door to your right. Oh, I thought we had rolled for initiative or something, but maybe I made that up in my head. I feel like every cliffhanger is rolled for initiative. Know, yeah. <laughs> Not yet, but maybe soon. So this is a hallway with a bunch of doors. Because I, I have my schematic. It has like, there's a bunch of pillars. Yeah, so there's pillars down the center of the hall. And there are doors on either side um, that you can see past uh, this skeleton. So it's less of a hallway, more of a hall, like a big... Big hall. Like, like a dance we're, hall. We're talking... Uh, it's a grand hallway. So no it leads into something. Okay. Very dramatically. So it's very wide. It's 30 feet wide. So very dramatic hall. That is kind of a passageway. Like, it is a hallway. Just a very dramatic one. <laughs> ah, rich people. Uh, what's the deal with the skeleton? Can I take a little take a little look-see? Yeah, give me a little bit of an insight check. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. That is a 13. A 13. So, you kind of creak open the door a little bit more and you peer out to start investigating this skeleton. I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to like look and see if it's got any stuff on it. So it is almost entirely decayed. Okay. Still clothed, although there is some damage due to moths that have eaten the clothing off of the body. It also is wearing armor uh and upon further inspection you notice that it has the sigil of the valerian family oh you might expect this to have been a guard in the castle well looks like the guards are dead so that's not a promising start for us can I do some sort of analysis to figure out how he died. Does he have like any gaping armor holes or something? Or he just seems like yeah. he's just okay. Cannonball. Give me an <laughs> insight check. Yeah, for my pocket uh, revolver. Oop, that's a twenty, a dirty twenty. A wow. dirty twenty. Okay, so with the dirty twenty, you quickly inspect the body, and you don't notice any kind of entry points, so no physical indication of how they died. Mm. Is is the body wearing a helmet as part of the armor set? The body is not wearing a helmet. Oh, creepy. I don't make eye contact with the weird hollow eye <laughs> sockets. I don't care for that. Well, shall we continue one way or another? Yep, this, this, this guy doesn't seem to have any information to tell us, but... Uh... Yeah, might as well head down to the whatever large room is beyond this hall. Or we could leave. What we well, we entered. You mean go back down through the dungeon and out the other way? I think that a grand hall like this would be like the entrance. So like, if we go one direction, we might go to like the throne room or whatever. I mm-hmm. don't know. I've never done the tour. If we go the other direction, 
we might get to like the front gate. Right? Like a big hall, big central hall like this? I don't know about castles. I'm not an architect. I'm right. a poet. <laughs> <laughs> so we came we came out in a in a thing in the garden. Yeah. And then there were two doors. There's one with the shamble. The shambling door. The right. And shambling then there was a temple with the ghost. Yeah. Right. And then we went into this hallway. And there's a skelly. Correct. And then there's a door. Oh, there's a door. There's lots of doors. Okay. I was picturing like this way and like big door here and big door here. And as you are kind of discussing amongst yourselves what direction you would like to take, the torches begin to flicker. Mm. All right, Mm. the torches are lit in this. The torches are lit in In this this castle. In this super haunted (laughs) castle. (laughs) Where everything so far has been dead. Yeah, so, and actually, Marky, as you're noticing the, like, torchlight flick against the stone of the hall, you notice something in the shadows that are being cast. Almost like there's a humanoid form. I rub my eyes a little bit and look at it again. And as it continues to flicker, it kind of just shifts away out of vision and the flickering stops. Okay. Don't don't make fun of me, guys, because I know that maybe this sounds odd, but I swear I just saw a flickering figure in the shadows over there. What'd it look like? Flickering figure? Oh, did it look like a person? Oh, yeah. Humanoid? Kind of like you. Or okay. you. Or me. Well. Taller? Taller. Taller. Gotcha. Okay. Taller. Um. That tracks. No, that that is that's not surprising or weird at all. Oh, really? You guys oh, yeah. think that's fine? Well, that's yeah. fine? I mean, it's not fine, but oh, it's not fine. <laughs> it's typical though. But it's like par for the course. Yeah. Oh. Ghost, skeleton, shambling door. Oh, you guys have, you guys have like done this before. <laughs> oh yeah. You? Oh great. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Done oh, you guys stuff. have yeah. done this before. Okay, I'm sorry. This is my first time wandering through an extremely spooky haunted location. At a better Usually time, I go home after work. <laughs> <laughs> At a better time, I'll tell you about the time that uh, we summoned an uh, invincible demon by accident. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that again, please. No, I don't plan to. <laughs> and I will tell you about a time where I went into a tower with some creepy dolls. If. There are creepy dolls in this castle. I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, left or right, which direction did the flickering figure go? Or like sort of. So the flickering figure was like cast onto the wall along the hall. And it was like stationary. And when the like lights flickered, it kind of flashed a couple times. And then on like the fifth flicker of the light, it was just gone oh okay it's not like it moved through the shadow no 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 it was just like cast onto the wall like there was a shadow Uh, well which direction did i see it in uh you saw it down to the right on the other side of the hall okay so if we go right that's in the direction i saw the flickering figure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if we go left that's not the direction i saw the flickering figure Mm -hmm. that tracks so 
I don't know which one of those is good, actually. I'm thinking right. Because it, di- it didn't attack us when it had the opportunity, so. That's true. It, and it does pique my curiosity. Yeah. And as you're all kind of listening a little bit, you remember the door to the right had the shambling noises. And now you kind of hear them off in the distance down to the right. Oh. So I'm, we don't want to go to the right. I don't know. I feel like that's our only real means of understanding what's here because it's the only thing living in here. Okay. It's up to you. You guys are the experts, to be honest. In this, I was freaked out by the sh- the flickering shadows and you guys really took that in stride. So. <laughs> shadows, they're intangible. What are they going to do to you? Well, uh, sure. <laughs> okay, so to the right? Sure. Yes. Sounds good. I'll go first. Great. I'll go last. I'm pretty sneak sneak. Oh, yeah. I have disadvantage on sneaking, so I'll try to be extra slow. Because we want to sneak sneak, right? Yeah. We want to sneak Probably. That seems wise. Yeah. Everybody give me a stealth check. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, five. Oh, my goodness. I got a nat 20 on one of them, but so that's a stealth is 15. 13. And Not sorry, guys. Heavy armor guy <laughs> doing the best. <laughs> I'm going to push that into disadvantage as the stained glass windows behind you shatter, <laughs> causing you all to jump as you're startled. <laughs> so, disadvantage on my disadvantage? Uh, yours is just what it is. Okay. We don't do double disadvantage. Disadvantage on initiative? Just on, on this your oh, so roll another check. one for stealth. Yeah. Oh. So you could do worse than you already did. <laughs> I don't Mine's know. Still a thirteen. Twelve. Twelve. All right. And what was your other one? Uh, five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Five. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so the glass behind you shatters as a like streak of lightning shoots across the sky. And then again, it falls into silence. Shoots across the sky, like outside the window? Outside or the like, window. Okay, so not yeah, like yeah. across not the inside. ceiling of okay, this yeah. all. <laughs> but all the stained glass windows are shattered now. Yeah, and it shattered inward. Hmm. So the glass is just now sprinkled across the temple. All of the pews and the altar are just like covered in shards of colorful glass. Is there anything prophetically spelled out in the shards like get out or have you heard about our savior? Uh, 20% off. uh, You don't see any words spelled out in the glass. So on your scale of flickering shadows to shambling doors, where do you put big shattering windows, folks? I mean, it was shocking. Yeah, it was like yeah. A but surprising. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> well, it seems we are no longer welcome in this room. Agreed. Agreed. I'd agree with that. I mean, I feel like we should still keep going the direction that we're going. Uh, yeah, yeah, to the right. At least to give it a peek around the corner, see what's up. Yeah. All right. To the right. So you begin tiptoeing down the hall. And as you make your way past 
several doors. You see that it begins to open up into a large chamber. You can see across the chamber, there is a long dining table and more torches along with candelabras at each corner of the table and a elegant, extravagant chandelier hanging, all candles lit. If I know one thing, it's do not stand underneath that chandelier. Like the candles are in the chandelier too? Like Yeah. Oh. And the shambling noise draws closer. Is it behind? off towards the right? Okay. I would like to peek around the corner to the right. You peek around the corner and you see corpses strewn across the room and the shambling figure, a corpse itself, moving towards your direction. I'll peek back around the corner. (laughs) So we've got a zombie at like, what is that, three Mm o'clock? There's only one, but there are a lot of bodies. Future zombies. Exactly. Potential zombies. We're all potential zombies. Zombies, question mark. Zombies to be. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Was it it dressed as, was it like a royal person or like a guard? Yeah. So you noticed it had like noble clothing. So again, eaten by moths, Mm. kind of torn, uh, but... They were, at one point, fine silks. So he was a fancy. He was a fancy. Gotcha. Yeah. Not like not a card. Yeah. So no armor. So I guess that's a plus. So squishy. Do we... I don't... I don't feel a need to fight this person. I mean... Slash corpse. Yeah. It is headed our way. So... How quickly is it moving? How quickly was it moving? You pull out your stopwatch. <laughs> yeah. That's a time lapse. One, uh, so it's about one step every two seconds, and yeah. it's about a foot per so step. It was moving rather casually. Just um, like a saunter. Just like sauntering around, shambling, dragging its leg. It's got a bum uh, leg. Take advantage of that. Coming your direction. I feel like we could probably just go somewhere else. That this, like, if we look around the great hall or this big hall that we are in, besides all the, like, if we, besides all the corpses and the one zombie, what, what are our other, like, yeah. entrances was, and exits and et cetera? Was there anything else of that caught my eye when I peeked around the corner besides the dead bodies? Yeah, so there's a couple things. So off to your left, you saw a grand staircase. Oh, okay. Beyond the dining table, you saw a throne. And in the corner, a tent and lots of books. Oh. A tent. Yes. So there was oddly placed tent in the throne room, which is just beyond this table. So somebody was here. Yes. 
after whatever happened. I imagine so. I doubt the king wanted a tent. (laughs) (laughs) Or queen in their throne room. I didn't know them personally, so... (laughs) Sometimes they want to be outdoorsy. It's like, I'd like to go camping, but I don't want to leave my castle. Here, listen. I set up tents... As a kid, I set up tents in our living room all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this tracks. This is normal... Normal royal (laughs) attitude, yeah. But that's all, like, behind our shambling friends. Yes, and all the loose bodies. Again, potential zombies. Yeah. The noise of shambling draws nearer. Okay, I am thinking maybe the staircase team. Book it for the staircase? Yeah, book it for the staircase. Sneakily. Sneakily? Sounds good. Maybe if we could, like, circle back around. Bookily. Let's book it. Let's book it. Let's book it. We've not done very well on sneaking so far, so... <laughs> Salvador's like, I, I don't know, given my, uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're the quietest of all of I'm us. I'm the quietest and of And that's <laughs> sad. Because <laughs> you're wearing full plate armor or something. Yeah, it's very, yeah, very chinky. So you all prepare to run across the hall towards the staircase. You break out into a run across the hall. A saunter. Brisk jog. A, a brisk jog towards the staircase. An anxious power walk. Right. Not a full-on sprint. As you are doing so, you see the shambling figure now approaching quite closely to you, maybe 10, 15 feet away to your right. The corpses laid out across the room kind of slumped over in pews uh, in front of the throne. (laughs) And... You hear it lets out this bizarre screech. And then projectile vomits blood in your direction. It sprays out and splatters across the tile flooring. I think I start running. Yeah, we (laughs) sprinting. Roll initiative. I have just upgraded Marky's alarm level from disinterested power walk to terrified sprint. Oh, God. That's a 10. All right. We got a 10 for Ren. 11 for Marky. 11 for Marky. I improved my initiative and I still go last. I know that was plus your intelligence. Yeah. But <laughs> that's smart of you. I rolled a four though, so it's uh, plus six. So it's oh, like wow. still good. Yeah, like I got a seventeen. Crazy. Not good enough, apparently. You had a seventeen? Yeah. Alright. Which is wild because I have a plus zero for decks. <laughs> wow, the the theme um, of this session is Sal doing really well at all of the things he's bad at, yeah. and us doing really badly at all the things we're supposed to be good at. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> we were shocked. We were surprised. Yeah, this yeah. is a new environment. The shambling creature goes first. Um, Ren holds trauma for zombies, so. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Marky is out of her depth. <laughs> She's just a regular girl. <laughs> Uh, so it has been shambling up to this point. Then it put on this sort of performance for you all. It shrieked and yeah. projectile vomits. As its head spins in a circle, it lunges at you. As it lunges, you see these, like, tendrils burst out of the side of its arms. Uh, and they go to swipe at you. 
uh, Ren. Ew. Oh. Which will hit you for a total of... Rude. 13 Jesus. necrotic damage oh, as Jesus. these tendrils slap across your body. Well, my AC is not that... Not that um, That's Your body just seizes in pain as you feel this, like, poison just course into your veins. Uh, mechanically, your maximum hit points have been reduced by three until you finish a short or long rest. Gross. Salvador, what okay. do you do? <laughs> I'm going to look at this thing. I'm going to pull out my... Well, I have a... My, my spellcasting mod focuses my... I have a ring with, like, a symbol of a of a weather vein or uh, like the veins of a windmill. So I'm going to use my channel divinity to turn this undead. So it's got to do a, a uh, wisdom saving throw. And I forget what my wisdom saving throw thing is. I think it's a 13. You said it's a ring is your, it's a ring. Yeah. I'm a, it's like captain planet. Mode. Like, Love! <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have the rest of your, I don't have my, my, other, my yeah. crew. So how do you channel divinity? Like what, what visually is happening right now? Uh, that's a good question. So Salvador, he he normally wears gloves, but he whips off one of his gloves. He holds out his hand in front of him, sort of in like a stop, do not go further. And like he's uh, a crossing guard. Yeah, he's a crossing, he's a crossing guard. <laughs> he likes to volunteer yeah. in his spare time. <laughs> and he said, uh, an ethereal glowing vest appears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just radiates authority. A whistle appears in his mouth. Oh my gosh! But yeah, he he holds out his hand to this terrifying abomination, and he says, "May the winds of Tau blow you away." Something hopefully not that he's work. He's trying to figure out a less lame catchphrase. But <laughs> he's workshopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks back to to Marky and uh, Ryan. He's like, huh? Marky right. grimaces a little bit. <laughs> and then this wind, like a like a force field of wind, sort of like burst towards him. Yeah. So you feel the energy of Tau channeling through your body and out your arm as you see the winds burst out forward. The papers uh, in the camp on the other side of the room fly up into the air. You see oh, <laughs> a flurry of papers raining down, and the creature stands steadfast in place and stares you down. So I rolled above a 13? Yeah. Okay. Marky, what do you do? Marky... Uh flicks her little metronome that she has in her pocket. It's a tiny little metronome. That's her, like, bardic focus or whatever. Oh. It starts going tick-tock, tick-tock. And uh, she uh, squares up and stares right at this zombie and says, stupid, slimy, shambling shithead, get your hands off my friends! And casts Vicious Mockery. Oh, right. What do I have to roll for that? Is that a, another wisdom? Uh, a wisdom save. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, that's a dirty 20. Mm. Oh, that's okay. It's, uh, succeeds, so that's fine. So, as you try to cast Vicious Mockery at it, Salvador has tried to turn undead, and it begins to laugh at you. Oh, no. 
Ren, what would you like to do? Ren is going to nope the fuck out of there. <laughs> um, Ren is going to use one of his maneuvers. Which oh. Is a fun thing oh, you have maneuvers. Maneuvers. Yeah. It's kind of like the Battlemaster um, subclass for fighter, but not. I pulled uh, emergency break and start doing donuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my deliberate movement maneuver, I expend a spirit dice and I can disengage as a bonus action. And then I can also ignore the effects of non-magical difficult terrain, but that's that's fine. I don't need that right now. So I'm going to disengage mm-hmm. and head for the stairs. Uh, and as my action, I am going to uh, use another maneuver to uh, heal myself. Mm. Administer aid. So it's... Ren just like pulls a balm out of his like healer pack and w- like while moving is like rubbing it on himself where he got tentacled. He got tentacled. Tentacled. Um, and tendrilled. I tendrilled. So sorry. I heal for 12. Oh, wow. Wow. Really good. Almost full health. Yeah. Right? yeah. And just to like really describe how that happened, like the skin like split open along the length of its arms mm. and these like tendrils just like lashed out at you from their arms. Some Resident Evil shit right there. Yeah. That is an illness. (laughs) Are you sick? I I am a physician, but I will not treat you. (laughs) I'm sorry. You have tentacle sickness. (laughs) All right. So you are, you break away from the tendrils. You start sprinting towards the stairs. You still have your full movement, right? 30? Yes, 30 feet. 30 feet. So you make your way over and you start ascending the staircase. I will stop after my movement and like turn around to like yeah, okay. make sure my compatriots are okay. You're elegantly on like midway up the staircase. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pause. Glancing and over your shoulder. Your, your, um, <laughs> Everything Ren done is very like dance-like, just like yeah. turns <laughs> and like cape swirls. Yeah, you oh <laughs> like swirls a little full lick as it reaches its kind of like high point and starts to shift back and forth behind you. I can't believe that guy got, just got tentacled. He looks so cool. <laughs> He's got blood all over him, but he looks so great. Uh, all right. Um, so as Ren is breaking away, it is going to turn its attention to Salvador. I'm so sorry. Good, good luck. <laughs> so... It is going to do two things. Again, it is going to whip its head around 360 and spray blood in your direction, Sal. I would like everybody to make a wisdom saving throw. Do, do, do. Okay. Oh, natural 20. We're getting up there now. Oh, I also rolled a nat 20. Whoa. Oh wow! I got you a seventeen phase. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Somehow Marky is unfazed by this as well. None of you are frightened by this. Right. <laughs> I don't know about zombies, yeah. but I've seen people projectile vomit plenty of times. This gonna... is not interesting to me. Um, and you are immune to that ability for twenty-four hours. Awesome. Nice. Yeah! <laughs> well, hate to break it to you, this thing's not going to be alive for twenty-four hours. <laughs> Just like it could try all it wants to spit its head around, projectile, vomit, blood, any weird Yawn. shit. Oh, okay. Kind of, Passe, get a new routine. It, it's uh, it's it's been done. You're uh, boring, zombie. <laughs> <laughs> 
how much psychic damage does it take as we all look bored? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, we all collectively yawn. Yeah, we're like, we were all looking scared and then it did that. We were all like, uh, uh, well, well. I've been working on that for the last 10 years. <laughs> well, shit. Dill, it still does have its action. Okay. So while its little trick did not work on y'all, it is still going to attack okay. Salvador. Yeah. So again, these tendrils that are flicking around its body now lash out towards you. <sighs> but you are able to dodge out of the way, fortunately for me. Um, <laughs> It's okay, I got my um, shit wrecked. <laughs> these like tendrils are just like pulsing and whipping around, um, but you are able to definitely kind of spin on point and dodge its attack. What do you do in retaliation, Salvador? Okay, so I disengage and I'm gonna run up the stairs alongside Ren. I'm gonna do a dramatic pose similarly. So we are. Oh, creating. we're posing. We oh, are. guys, we're posing. <laughs> we're, oh, we're posing. I just turned. I don't, I don't know. So the oh, you, you do that naturally. <laughs> mid stare, uh, in very dramatic poses, getting ready for the family portrait. Oh my god, these guys are so cool. Marky's like mentally taking notes. <laughs> They're gonna do an oil painting portrait of you all and hang it in the throne room. It's so dramatic. This is what epic guys look like. <laughs> oh my god. If somebody out there is listening and does fan art, this is the moment. This is the moment. This is the moment. So, Marky, your other two friends have run up the stairwell. What do you do? So, I'm also going to go up the stairs. All right. We're running. (laughs) Um, So, this is going to transition into a chase scene then. Uh Uh-oh. Spaghetti-o. Yeah. So... Marky starts wheezing a little bit. Marky <laughs> makes her way up the stairwell. You can pass the other two, or you can pose with them. What would you like to oh, do? I pose, obviously, I can <laughs> pose with them, man. I, I get, I'm like right in between them, and I stick out me little leggy, and I put my snout in the air. What is everyone doing? Shouldn't we be moving? Are we posing? Red, you started this. I didn't. I just turned. I just wanted to make sure y'all were okay. I, I thought this was intentional. You turned you... so dramatically. Oh, the is angle it, is of it your the head, cloak? the way the light is hitting your jawline. That's not I can't intentional. Control the light. <laughs> Find your light, Red. Find your light. <laughs> like, where, the, where are the camera? Suddenly, a, a flash bulb goes out somewhere in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Marky makes her way into position. Spinning on point, Charlie's posing. <laughs> you hear this like dramatic music. The camera pans in on the party, about to do some dramatic shit. You mean run, run away? away, run away. <laughs> and then we all book it up. And the then stairs. we all book it up the stairs. All right. So Ren, you get to go first in this chase scene. So you are running. I need you to roll me a d twenty. I would like to, as I'm running, look for any, like, debris, uh, sorry, debris, mm-hmm. um, that's on, like, the stairs or anything. Anything that can maybe, like, throw down the stairs to, like, awesome. okay. make it difficult to rain. Any chandeliers I can drop on the stairs would be great, too. But <laughs> 18. Are you running ahead of us, though? Because, like, don't throw stuff on us. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'll wait. So, <laughs> with an 18, I'm going to say that the chandelier that's in the dining room... Mm-hmm is kind of latched up on a hook that's in the stairwell. Now, 
this creature is not beneath it currently, but you could potentially do some sort of damage with it of sorts or create a distraction. Do you continue running? What do you do? What are we doing? Um, if it's not underneath it, then like it's behind it, right? Like yeah. it's, it'll have to it'll have to go backwards. It's like over the dining table. Yeah. So oh. I don't know how we're gonna get it to the dining table. It's not gonna point. like pass under the chandelier. It's like no. already passed. And yeah. I wouldn't want to ruin a chandelier if I don't have to. How far away is it from the table? Creature is probably ten feet from the table, because um, it stands between you and the table mm-hmm. um, at the base of the stairwell. Okay. I will just run up the stairs then. There's nothing else like chairs or a table on on the stairs. <laughs> There's not a table on the stairs, unfortunately. Then I will run up, but I will like keep an eye on everybody as cool. I'm doing so. So like be in a place where I can like spot what's going on. So oh, can I shoot it? Do like, you have a shooting? I've got a bow mechanism. I've got a short bow. Yeah, you can pull that out your well. short bow and you can shoot it. I'm also going to use my bonus action to use critical analysis on it, which is a scholar thing. Um, which means I can use my intelligence instead of my dexterity. What? You use a bow so smart? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I studied physics. I'm pretty sure it's also ranged. Maybe, hold on, let me double check that to make sure. When, like, a chase, like, how is a chase different from initiative where you're, like, using your movement as much as possible? Because I add complications. There's, like, obstacles. There's hedges to jump over. There's hedges to jump over. Oh, hedges. I look up the stairs, I see a hedge. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy, Petey, with his wacky uh, interior gardening designs. Does an 18 hit? An 18 does hit. That does. uh, Eight damage. Eight. You notch an arrow, shoot it at the creature. It lands in the shoulder. Uh, You see that it gets kind of pushed back slightly as the arrow hits its body. Ten feet? No. <laughs> man, that's a super... You have a lot of recoil, man. It's like a Spring shotgun. <laughs> I actually uh, just have a ballista on me. <laughs> so as you shoot the arrow, it is going to... You see this, like... So you, so you saw the tendrils that kind of burst from its arm. You see they kind of recoil back into the body. And out the back of the body, this, like, tendrily black, horned thing bursts out its back backwards as a tear opens up in the space and it shoots into this tear. And then... Up the stairs in front of you, Ren. No. The tear opens up as the creature, now outside of the court, stares you dead in the face. You see its tendrils flare up, and again, it shrieks at you. All right. So it has just dimension doored. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> it, so it's got spells. <laughs> uh, yes, it does. I'm very excited about that. So, is the the body that it was previously inhabiting? Is it still doing stuff, or is it just down? no? The body has collapsed to the ground. Its form kind of ripped apart by the creature that was previously inhabiting it. This thing has been body hopping. That's why there are so many corpses in this room. Mm. <laughs> Don't let it get you. <laughs> Whoop. 
I'm using my body. Thank you. Because <laughs> I would like to keep it. Salvador. I, I, was, I was looking at this chandelier. <laughs> I was doing the calculations in my head. I was like, I could probably use gust of wind to blow that corpse underneath the chandelier and then unloose it. And, but now that body is dead, so that plan is in That's the garbage. That's gone. Yeah. Um, let's see. How much damage can I do this sucker? Maybe you could blow it over the railing. It's still... Well, it's, on, it's oh. in... Oh, like the railing. Is there space behind? Like the staircase does not go to the wall. Like there's space between the wall and the staircase. I could potentially blow them over the edge of the railing. Like here. So it is up the stairs from you. Oh, it's above us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because Ren had started. Yeah. It's in front of Ren who had gotten almost to the top of the stairs in their last turn. So it's like up on the part where the grand staircase splits off into two directions to whip around, wrap around. So it's where Bell and Beast second. Yeah, it's where Bell and Beast meet. Oh, oh, got it. In your mental map of the It's wearing an elegant yellow ball gown. <laughs> of corpses and did it, it came, it came and out of the, and the rift, right? It came out of the it's rift, It's not like yeah. standing in, okay. It came out of the rift. Um, shove it back. And what's uh, it's which like? Which closes behind it. What's its body like? Is it like floating? Is it standing? How many it tentacles is does it got? Standing. Does it have eyes? It has like incomparable amount of kind of <laughs> arms okay. of sorts, like vaguely um, humanoid, vaguely humanoid, but like tendrily arms where there's kind of tendrils that burst off in like branching sorts of situations from its arms, and then it has like spikes shooting out its back, um, and horns coming out the front of its facial shape. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot going on with yeah. this thing. They they you're like when they were trying to decide what form they were gonna take, they had a lot of ideas to workshop mm-hmm. and decided just to do all of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't recognize this creature, right? Give me a religion check. Okay. Specifically like the cause we fought that again, the invincible demon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a that's god awful. That was religion. There is religion. Oh, that's a six. A six. Ooh, not good. Uh, <laughs> you're not a holy yeah, man. You, no, <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you're a man of science. That's true. Um, and science got nothing about this. <laughs> it's got nothing about this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is very unnatural. It is not any of the same things that you've encountered before that you're aware of. Its form seems a lot more physical-ish than the, like, wispy, shadowy figures that you fought near the town of Vale. Mm-hmm. Um, but its body feels more like a liquid than it is a gas. Gotcha. Weird. Yeah. So I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at it. All right. Give me that Guiding Bolt. Dun, dun, dun. I really hope this goes well. That's a 17. No. As a as a ranged attack, it's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty will hit. Okay, so that's gonna be forty six of radiant damage. I hope forty six. Powerful against it, and that's a total of seven plus eleven is eighteen. Eighteen points of radiant damage. Holy shit. Eighteen Damn, points Sal. of radiant damage blast on, into Sal. this freaking disgusting, nasty, awful thing. You see, it is like startled by your attack the like energy courses and kind of dissipates around its body as you see its 
eyes draw to you, Salvador. Marky, what are you doing? I am going to... Where is is this creature within 10 feet of me slash my friends? Uh, you have movements. So you can run up to it. Okay. Is it, like, when it burst out, is it, like, within 10 feet of first sight? Run. Yes. It is, like, right in front of Ren. Okay, great. I'm going to run up right behind Ren uh, <laughs> and say... I don't want to die. I've never seen one of these things before, and it's so big, and it's got more horns than I've ever seen on anything in my entire life, and I'm groveling, and it is distracted, and until the end of my next turn, my allies have advantage on attack rolls against it, as long as they're within 10 feet. So the next attack on it has advantage anyway, so you can do a range attack, and you don't have to get up near it. And then you can, if you want to, you can go in even closer. Cool. So we just got, we got advantage. Yeah. For like anything that you want to do now. And Marky is like (laughs) kneeling on the floor, like beating her hands, like, "Ah, I'm too young and beautiful to die. Are you you okay? I'm having a meltdown. I want to go home. (laughs) I want a piece of chocolate. I want five dollars and an ice cream cone. (laughs) I want to kiss on the forehead from my mom. (laughs) Marky's in crisis. All right, Ren, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, I guess Ren will just attack it since it's in front of him. (laughs) Ren will draw his short sword and his dagger. Because might as well use two attacks, right? While I got advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So first one with a short sword. Oh, God. Those are bad numbers. Well, that's a nine. Just kidding. So that is 15. A 15 will hit. That is 10 damage with the short sword. And then I'll use my offhand to stab it with a dagger. That is a 21 to hit. That'll also hit. I don't get any I don't get any bonus, right? Because of an offhand unless I have that perk. Correct. I don't. Four. Oh. Alright. Max damage. Finish it. Yes. Yes. Um Ren will, so it's like, it's kind of like an amorphous body, so I can only do so much. Um, Ren will start by cutting off a bunch of tentacles with his long, his short sword. Just like slicing them, you know? Like, like raises it off. Yeah, like they're like they're like coming after him, and he does like a side swipe to like cut them off. And then yeah. just takes his dagger and plunges it where he thinks a heart should be. Heart or a soul yeah, or a just right in whatever. the center. Gets Energy really, core. Gets up like really <laughs> close to it. it too. You know what I'm saying? Um, you lift the creature yeah. off the ground with yeah. your like lunge and like My toss it hand. off um, <laughs> onto the ground as its body starts to melt into the ground. Yeah, just kind of gurgling out like a brook. Oh, how nice. How nice. Gentle repose, yeah. Ew. (laughs) Ren will slowly sheathe his weapons and, like, I don't know, like, brush himself off because he's probably covered in some cook. Yeah, Yeah, you got blood on you. It kind of, yeah, there's blood. There's a whole lot of nasty shit. Um, uh, Probably a little bit of bile. Um, It's great. 
does anybody have uh, prestigitation? You know? I do. Oh, yeah. awesome. Marky uh, <laughs> looks up from where she was like wailing on the floor, looks a little embarrassed that the situation is over, stands up. Oh. Uh, snaps, points at you, and uh, I unsoil you. <laughs> oh, unsoiled. You're unsoiled. Does this cloak do like a like a flare, like a, like a charismatic flare <laughs> yeah. as the spell gets cast? Billows. Very Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, thank you for solving that yeah. problem. Are you okay? I wasn't. I was telling the truth about all those things I want. Oh, well, we'll see if we can find some chocolate real quick. I don't know about giving kisses in lieu of your mom, but we'll, we'll figure yeah. something out. Oh, That's I got okay. chocolate. I pull out a bar of chocolate. Oh, yeah, yeah you do have the chocolate. great. The I, yeah, Marky gets her chocolate. Great. I also, I'm like the only one who didn't get attacked by it. So Marky is really <laughs> like... She's like brushing yourself She has a low threshold for... <laughs> okay, well, great. I eat my chocolate. I'm soothed. Now that that thing is dead, maybe we should go look at the tent that was behind where it was standing. Yeah, the yeah. the like raining papers are like still <laughs> kind of settling on the ground, and they're now all over the room. When you had originally seen the camp, there were like. It, it kind of looked like somebody had set up and had like a pile of books and like a journal and stuff like set aside next to the tent in a moderately neat pile. Uh, but now that is just fuck all everywhere. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was a, a part of Channel Divinity, but I'm still new to that. I've never really used it on uh, indoors. It's only an outdoor spell. Oh, yeah, nice. the windy thing. Windy spell. So... You're just going to go on over to the camp, are you? Can I light these bodies on fire? <laughs> you can. <laughs> Should we pile them up first? Yeah, we can put them in the hall. I don't really want to touch them. <laughs> I'm just, I'm saying I'm not volunteering. You guys can go ahead. Marky will supervise. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Maybe that feels like it'd take a lot of time, and I'd rather not spend as much time here as possible. Also, that would really let everything in this building know that we're, like, setting a big bonfire. Uh, Ren would like to inspect some of the bodies, though, and see if he can determine the cause of death. Yeah. Give me another medicine. I was going to say, can I use medicine? I wonder if they have giant tears in their back. Mm-hmm. That's a 22. My medicine is plus 10, 22. Right? Wow. Okay. Plus 10? I mean, I, I have expertise. Well, yeah, you got that. You got that, too. I think. Oh, yeah. If I need to perform or persuade, if there's anything in this fucking <laughs> castle that can be persuaded, <laughs> I'm your girl. <laughs> well, you did the groveling thing. I think I think that would do pretty well. I've yeah. been able to do that since child. That's not a class feature. That's just a Marky original. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> So you begin to investigate these bodies, and the vast majority of them, you're not seeing any signs of physical duress that they were under at the point of death. There's two that do look like they had something burst out their back. But we know what that is. Yeah. But everything else just, just, maybe it was poison. Maybe they just all had a simultaneous heart attack. And are these Don't know. skeletons or are they like corpses? These ones are a little bit more corpsey, mm. but like a mummified sort of situation where the oh. skin has kind of dried before okay. it fully decayed right. into a skeleton. 
Cool, cool, cool. I mean, not cool, but cool, cool, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Terrible. Tight, tight, tight. Terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. terrible. Bad, 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 bad. <laughs> Hate. <laughs> well, do you want to go look at the books? Yeah, do one of you guys want to inspect these bodies, like, particularly the royal one to see if he has, like, anything that would denote, like, he's a Victor Victoria, or uh, Victor, Victor Valeria. Victor Victoria. Yeah, Victor. Victoria. He has half of a suit and half of a dress. Marky will tentatively approach the body that was most recently occupied. All right. And maybe look for like signet rings or any sort of hmm, trappings of status. Yeah. I'll do, I'll do the same for like the general body. See if Great. I can find anybody. Yeah. So there is a good mix going on here. We're seeing some noble silks, embroidery, fineries. And then we're also seeing a lot of just, like, tunic. Like, very much a dichotomous social class situation going on here. We had the nobles, and we had the servants. Mm -hmm. um, and they were present in this space. As you kind of examine the scene, it almost looks like they were all here in attendance to something. Like, people are sitting in these pews facing the throne. Mm. And they're just kind of, like, slumped over in them. And then along the edge of the room, you'll, you see the kind of bodies that were wearing tunics mm. along the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As if they were standing at the point of their death. Actually, well, I want... Does Marky, like, recognize any of the servants? Because having grown up in the city she probably like knows some people who work in castle valerian right yeah so i mean maybe they're too like might. decayed and mummified um, yeah so, so their features are quite decayed okay yeah i don't i mean no worries i don't think either there's way. anybody like i don't think you see another cobalt Right, yeah. So that would be like something distinct enough where you would know. Like, it's like, oh, that's oh, a cool way out. Oh, they're missing yeah. a leg. That's, that's one um, like uh, Jeremiah. I think a lot of the kobolds <laughs> that you knew might have been like kitchen staff. Mm. Right. I know humans too. Yeah. <laughs> humans too. But those would be harder for you to right. like. They all look the same to me. They all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> they got no snouts, just like nose. Very flat faces. Do you say that out loud? <laughs> I, mu I mutter it to myself okay. while I'm like, look at the corpses. And I'm like, Do honestly, I hear this? like this could be anybody. <laughs> Sal is, he's trying to pick some papers out of the air and try to pull them back into a sheaf. Yeah. So as you start kind of pulling papers out and picking them up, you start to notice that a lot of them are pages of a journal there's some letters um loose papers ripped from old tomes and as you kind of quickly read through some of them you notice that a lot of the letters are addressed to alice mm -hmm. from vladlin purdue and the journals start to seem like they are all part of a diary. Uh, accounts of various days. Yes, I'm seeing things about time travel, monotonous loops, and demons in libraries. 
and demons and libraries. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next. That's the next iteration of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but yeah, from what I gather, it seems like she got stuck in this castle and was not able to escape. Who got stuck in this castle? Whoever owned this diary, and I'm assuming it's Alice. Alice, uh, no name, and she's friends with Vlad Purdue, heir to the illustrious Chicken Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. Wow, you're so well, you're no. so well informed. <laughs> oh, there's glass calderos. So I, I noticed that there. Oh, it took me a while to remember I had heard that name before. I take it that the time time witch, time well, witch, time witch. So she is a time witch, and I'm sandwich. Yes, yeah. time, <laughs> time witch. I take it that the time witch is the reason the monastery was so quiet. Well, there's a ghost in this monastery, and violent too. Monastery? What monastery? I'm guessing the temple that we just went through. Unless there's a separate monastery. I don't think that's what a monastery is. No, you're right. Monasteries for priests living by themselves. What are the other two of you doing? Uh, well, I guess we were probably like picking through the bodies while you collected these papers. But we, we, if you were reading through the papers and looking yeah. intrigued, I feel like were, we may wander over. Were there any? <laughs> were there any like? necklaces or rings or things that could be sold for monies. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay. Um, Ren will be pocketing You can start all of pocketing <laughs> as much as you want, you fucking klepto. Uh, it's not klepto, they're dead. <laughs> I'm s- simply making sure that their wares don't go to waste. Marky, yeah. have you heard of the name of Vladlin before? Have I? What, is that somebody I would have No. Heard? You don't know any Vladlin. Well, oh. assuming that um, they're in league with Gladys. Are these just same copies? No. Oh, they're different. They're different. Um, So you can continue picking up more uh, pages that have fallen, um, and you're getting more and more journals, some more letters. Yeah, I see stuff about a library again. A group called Final Judgment. (laughs) Oh, God. There's so much here. That's a cool name, guys. You should come up with a cool name. Yeah. Like a group name? Penultimate like judgment. Or <laughs> right before. <laughs> like a band name? Yeah. Yeah, write that down. But assuming that Alice was in communication with a Gladys or Vladlin, although she might have just read the name Gladys and not necessarily met her before. But Gladys lived like a hundred years ago, more. When did she sell her house? Yeah, you're you're kinda of recalling that name showing up. When you were at City Hall. Yeah. So Gladys Gladys had sold their cottage 122 years ago. So that's the that's the cottage that we had entered. Yeah. And you know the Calderos that you are familiar with is fully human. Yes. Oh, so that is unnatural to live so long. So unless they were somehow a time witch, as Alice seems to allude to. Ren is gonna, like, pull some pages or, like, organ start or like sit down on the ground and start organizing his like journal pages that he found into order because there's dates on all of them. Yeah, um, we'll help like and be like passing pages yeah. and figuring it out. So th- the earliest one I have is March twelve of fourteen fifty six. Um, that's uh, like how long is that? That's like nine years ago. Yeah. Um, Fairly creepy. Um, March 12, 1456. The, the dreams have returned to me again. I am standing at the edge of a cliff. 
My eyes bleed with the visions of so many abominations, so as I lose track of where I am, uh, where I end and where I begin. All things become me and I them, as myself ceases to be and my mind is flooded with experiences, too many to comprehend what they, only what they feel. I can only laugh at how easy it has become to write, yet it feels as if language can only skim the surface of what actually is. Cool, 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 cool. cool. She's going through a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, here. Uh, April 12, 1456 mentions uh, Vladlin Perdue. Um, Okay, and that's who these letters are from, Right, those are the letters. From Vladlin to Alice. Yeah, and it looks like on April 2nd of of 56, um, he sent her a a letter or a sheet of paper with directions to a building in Harrow. That's a town... Right. Yeah. But, but not the one we're in. Yeah. yeah so it's a different one. of the Enchanted Forest. Okay. Gotcha. And then April 11th looks like she... Or northwest, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> northwest. So very west from where you are right now. Mm, okay. Um, on April 11, she decides to... It looks like she's decided to go to find Vladlin in Harrow. Um, at the coordinates that he sent. Yeah. The, it looks like there's a building in Harrow. Oh, and or at here... The direction. Looks like in May she makes it to Harrow and there's a monastery, it looks like. And then in August. Oh, okay. So she looks like between May and August she's been in the monastery. It looks like they took her stuff away. So she hasn't been journaling. But um, she says here, my experience in the monastery has been enlightening, leaving me with only more questions. Okay. Yeah. And so then I have some mind pickup in August of 1456. Where I guess so after she left the monastery, she talks about how her maniac fervor has led her to a name, the Forgotten City Valerian. That's my home. That is your home. <laughs> that's where hey, you live. That's, that's where, where you I all live. are right now. Okay, great. Well, I'm so excited to hear what she thinks about my beautiful city. <laughs> um, oh, she said it's hard to get here. It was marked on an archaic map with strange coordinates that don't make any sense. Yeah, that's about right. Yep. Really? That's how I found it. That's so weird, guys. We got to work on our tourism. (laughs) Uh, She says something about this damn eyeball that keeps showing up in pictures, but leads me no closer to finding an actual location, like the amulets. And the creepy monsters. Right. That's true. A lot of eyeballs. There are a lot of eyeballs. A lot of eyeballs. But singular eyeballs, not multiple eyeballs. Eyeball in isolation. Uh, And then she talks more about how the coordinates of the city are related to the position of the moons and the constellations and that this place has been kept secret. More references to the city throughout history, but anything recent has been eradicated. My gosh, our office of tourism is really dropping the ball here. (laughs) And then, oh, she made it to Valerian. This is so great. I can't wait. It says she stayed at the Yik Yak. I wonder if I saw her. Um, Okay, well, let's see here. Something strange is happening here. I spent several days, well, at least from a solar perspective, exploring the city in search of answers, yet only a single day has passed for me. It's as if time just keeps skipping ahead each time someone referenced it. And then in April, they are all stuck in a loop, give or take 12 hours time. That doesn't seem right. Well, that's... I've lived here my whole life and I'm not stuck in a time loop. Well, don't you remember the the lady in the archives saying, oh, well, yeah. I'm going to go on a trip. And then she's like, oh, well, I guess it's too late to go on a trip. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, poor planning on her part does not constitute a time loop on my part. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
again, it says the phenomena seems related but not necessarily connected. I, there's no way I've been stuck in a time loop my entire life. Well, the, there, there's a page here that says she's, she ran into the same thing, but it's just like people don't realize that they're in a loop. And that no matter how long you talk to them, that just... That doesn't seem right. I would know, right? I mean, we could always go back and ask the wonderful woman at that desk whose name is eluding me at the moment. She did not provide a name. She didn't provide Oh, do you mean the receptionist or the actual lady in the archives? The the lady in the archives. Who gave us chocolate. She did not tell us. And Uh, we didn't ask, so... You know her by chocolate. Chocolate lady. Chocolate lady. Which is really good chocolate, by the way. Snake... What was the woman at the front desk? Fangtooth? Snake. 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 I gotta hear it. Serpent Fang. Serpent Serpent Fang. Serpent Fang. Yeah. I think uh, there must have been some kind of a misunderstanding by this Alice person, because this is just a regular city full of regular people like me and all my friends and my family. We're not living in a 12-hour time loop. That would be ridiculous. Right? I mean, it was. You had mentioned that the oh I, I remember I don't have memory I don't have memories of the things oh, that yeah. happened in the city. <laughs> the memories. Um, you all, you all mentioned that it changed from night to day, right? Or was it day to night? It was afternoon to evening. Well, b- oh, b- probably we just like lost track of time or like something. I. Oh. What does yours say? Does it explain something? Uh, so it seems like she she never really got anywhere with talking to people. So she she was looking for like books and things of that nature. She tried to get into this castle, but she couldn't get in because the guards were in a time loop. Like, oh, when am I going to eat lunch? When am I going to go to the bathroom? And well, everybody this. thinks about that kind of stuff during their job. I think that's normal. So uh, she eventually she found a uh, time lady, uh, Gladys Calderas. I'm guessing this is. Somehow Desmond's mom or aunt or, or something. That's like. the time witch? That she, she says, yeah. It took me to remember where I had learned that name before. I take it that this is the time witch. Or I take it that the time witch is the reason the monastery was so quiet about this place. So she also brings up that the monastery did not have any information about this particular town. And particularly, they didn't have any information about Victor Valeria either. And despite him being like, the, basically the ruler of this town there's nothing in books but she she went to the cottage that we went into she read through the book she went through the, all the stuff and she found the dungeon that we found and she eventually got into the courtyard like we did so she's in the castle maybe still yeah i, I well it's still dated this is from 1457 which oh. is like eight years ago so but it seems like she ran into the same demons that we did she had to kill them uh, there's things about being tied to where your death happens. But yeah, I imagine there's still some demons roaming around here. Is that what that was? A demon? I imagine so. Uh, not my I always, it was very demon-like. I guess I always yeah, picture Salvador, demons with a lot of spikes. Give me a religion jack. That, oh, religion is a plus four. So that's a 14. A 14. Yeah, that was a demon. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that... Now, when you recall back your turn undead... You're like, oh, that doesn't work on demons. Oh, okay. Well, I at, at, up to that point, I was like, oh, well, this is just a zombie. But no, this yeah. is a yeah. It was a, a demon inhabiting a dead corpse. Gotcha. Which is taxonomically different than yeah. a zombie. He's wearing a human suit. You can't send them back to death because they aren't from death. Yeah. Yeah, they're just regular in their regular own, old in their terrible way. <laughs> So there's a connection between 
the Vale, which is, I'm guessing, the monastery, and this town, and the Calderists, and it all centers around a time loop and, and demons and all that. Pretty straightforward stuff. Yeah. Just casually. Yeah. Well, what did it say again about being tied to your place of death? Uh, here. It is here somewhere. And it said something about a library, too. Yeah. Sorry, not all my things are out of order. And more information, so we should maybe look for a library. I mm. finally made my way to the library today, so I'm guessing it's in here as well. As venturing can be particularly difficult, as I discovered truly how many trap souls are in this place. Luckily, the vast majority are tied closely to their place of death, and the throne room is more or less safe, with the exception of several low-level demons that have been appearing since my initial clearing. Oh, so that's why she, like, set up her tent in here, because she's like, the throne room is safe. Oh. Right? So this did must she have make been, all like, these? So she might have turned all of these, what were zombies, into now just corpses. Wow, she's so cool. She's, yeah. She also took on those demons by herself. Alone. <laughs> she's a strong, I hope she's still in here, because, <laughs> right? boy, we could really use her. <laughs> Alice is a badass. Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> But yeah, it seems like the library was where she learned most of the information about this whole ordeal. So maybe we should find a library too. But like something must have happened to her because all of her stuff, she would like her journals and her tent and like, are there personal effects like also by this tent setup situation? Nothing like personal memento type of situation, but there are like uh, clothing that was left behind, random like tools. So it's Tool like books. she left in a hurry. Yeah. What's the dust level like? And she she did a similar thing in the cottage as well. Where she kind of like had something she just like didn't bring on. Her signet ring. Yeah. yeah her that was her signet ring. ring. I don't know. That's a good point. We have it with us. Yeah. We gave it back. Hey. Oh, P. I wonder if her last name had a P in it. Because it was a Alice. P. Alice. Alice P. Alice. Not the vegetable. Purdue. Alice Purdue. Alice Purdue? I don't know. That's Vladlin Purdue. Yeah. Vladlin Purdue, Alice Purdue. Oh, but, no, but they, they didn't really know, know each other. If they were related, yeah. they wouldn't know each other. But the P, Vladlin Maybe Purdue. Maybe Vladlin Purdue. Oh. Maybe it's would... Vladlin's ring. But why would... But we, but she never encountered Vladlin. Maybe she never met Vladlin. Maybe it was like, this is to prove that my friend is cool so she can go to your monastery. There were other books at yeah. the tent, right? Mm-hmm. I would like to do a quick peruse of those books. Yeah. So... Very similarly to the cottage, there is a spattering of different genres where these books pulled from somewhere seem to have like a lot of connections with cosmology, astrology, history, probably um, the library, right? Folklore. Mm-hmm. She is running around with a library and just leaving books in all sorts of places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her late fees are through the roof. Uh, I mean, books are heavy, so you don't want to like bring them back, especially yeah. in this environment. <laughs> they all have like notes in them. There's like little random things like stuck in them. Oh, big pile of oh, things! Yeah, things. So yes, like lots of loose you. notes, scrawlings in so the like. Cute margins she has like some of them were like pages have been ripped out just lots of like random little things well so now i'm wondering if it's even worth finding the library if she 
imagine she brought all the books she wanted, right? Yeah, like these are all the relevant books. I oh here fun some symbols. Reality is an illusion. Only the experience is real. Here's a here's a follow up to that. I'm going into psychological. Should we, should we be just an ex? Should we? be just an expression of illusion it does not deny we exist for they too are of the same wait that is the same thing as what vladlin wrote her in this letter yeah this that this page also appears in that letter it appears that we are the same scholars into the influence of the other oh, oh. so some of these are snippets from letters he sent her so there there's a schism one of the pages talks about schism between the monastery so like there are theoretically now two parts of the monastery ones that wanted to keep this thing hidden or and others that want to expose it so the world is out of balance a dysfunctional cluster of contradictory will maybe they're trying to unite the world under one will this one is creepy that one I has s- blood on it <laughs> it does it does have blood on um, it <laughs> is that real blood <laughs> no <Ooh>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i spoke with the viewers today in their most palatable forms i was driven to understand the viewers the viewers? Are we being observed by some sort of audience? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. This lady seems like she might have a screw or two loose. Because I'm definitely, I would know if I was stuck in a time loop, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just because I like routine. <laughs> well, you've never been outside the city before, have you? Yeah. Why would you? To go to college or see the world. There's a university at Valerian. Yeah. I... I'm not interested in going to college. I got street knowledge. You're savvy. You got street software. Has anyone ever left the city that you know of? You think you have like memories of people? Yeah, like I'm sure. I'm sure people have left the city. People leave the city. Yeah. Give me one name. You dig into the corners of your mind, trying to think of a precise moment when a particular person left the city. Can't think of any. I mean, the people I know are like homebodies and, Hmm. you know, like we're not people of great means, so we're not going out and doing like adventures, but like other people, I'm sure, leave. Like, people must leave, right? Uh, Unclear. Unclear. Right? It raises the question of is Valerian a self-sustaining city or not? Like, yeah. I guess being right? in the mountain town, you'd have to be. <laughs> raises somewhere. a lot of questions. That's <laughs> okay. I I stoop down and I give uh, Marky a shoulder squeeze. A shoulder squeeze. Aww. Oh, uh, thank you. That's actually quite grounding. Thank you. All right. Well, shall we look for the lie? But we all the books that would be relevant are probably down here. Yeah. Should possible. we look for Alice? Like, do we think there's any chance Alice is still in this place somewhere? I mean, if she would be anywhere, it would be the library or here or the library. Yeah. yeah. If she's still looking, depending on how big this library is. So yeah, I'd I'd probably go off and try to find her. Maybe up there, and I point to up the, the stairs. stairs yeah. yeah. Okay. Definitely not there, and I point to the shambling door. <laughs> <laughs> shambling door. Uh, uh. 
I think is this the sh- was this the shambling door? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Oh, I think we dealt the with shambling the shambling door. door oh, was the tracks. doorway that led into the throne room directly from the garden? Oh, so Got okay. It. I thought so. It was the door stone. is no longer shambling. We have resolved the door the shambling oh, issue. Gotcha. There's no longer shambling noises behind a door that you're aware of. Gotcha. Right, okay. Um, Okay. So do well. we just start peeking our heads indoors then? Yeah. Or go upstairs and peek our heads indoors? Yeah, let's go up. Just like yeah. Would you like to start investigating the first floor? Or would you like to head up to the second floor? We should stick together. Yeah. Yeah. I think start with the second floor, and then on the way out, we can do some peeking in the first mm-hmm. floor. Because mm-hmm. we are leaving, right? Eventually. Yes. I would like Ideally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't want to be here for the rest of my life. Just want to establish that as a baseline. At worst, we'll be here for like eight years. Or 12 hours. Yeah. Over and over again. (laughs) 12 hours forever. (laughs) Okay, second floor? Yes. Yeah. So again, you make your way up the grand staircase. And as you do, it splits off into two directions and lands on a balcony on the second floor. Keep an ear out for other shambling noises. Yeah. So why don't you all give me a perception check as you are keeping an ear out for whatever else may be in this very haunted castle. That's a nat 20. Second one today. Nat 20. I got a seven. I got an eight. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Marky is very engaged with uh, investigating. Um, <laughs> Marky's in. I just found out she's been living in a time loop, so she's <laughs> fair, grappling fair, with fair, some fair, internal fair. strife. I mean, no, definitely not. That's not what's no. going on here. I would uh, know, I think. She would totally know. So you make your way up to the second floor. The balcony looks over the grand staircase and in front of you is a ballroom. There are these like tiered chandeliers that get more extravagant and come lower down to the ground as they go further beyond to the other side of the room where you see a set of tables, some lovely little cocktail tables along the edge of the room, some like low luxurious sofas, and planters of dry, withered plants. And just a couple more corpses just casually littering the room. Non-moving, non-standing. Non-moving, non-standing. Somebody's keeping the torches lit, but not watering the plants. (laughs) (laughs) Neglect. Neglect, that's what I tell you. Honestly, a tragedy. If you have time for one, it's really not that much more effort to do the other. Ren. Yes. As you are ascending the stairs and you get to the top balcony. I perceive everything. You perceive everything. Your third eye is wide open. (laughs) (laughs) You notice water on the ground in like little blotches. And as you look down the hallway, you see on the carpet these like wet spots appearing walking down the hallway. In real time, or oh, in real stack? time. Okay, I'm. Go- I will point that out to y'all. Uh, yeah, uh, wet footprints. Ah. Move current, current wet footprints. Going. Active footprints. <laughs> Walking the- ghosts. 
Ghosts? Wet ghosts. Wet ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) My mortal enemy. Immortal. And then all the doors in the hall slam shut. The sound reverbs down the hallway, bouncing off of the hard stone. I use thaumaturgy to open a door. Uh, I'm gonna make call a back. reverse haunting. <laughs> call back. Um, <laughs> yes, you can use thaumaturgy to open the doors, and as you do, they slam shut again. You're about to get in a fight with a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like we'll, we'll be pulling on both sides of the tour. This is between you and the ghost. Excuse me, I'm trying to haunt here. <laughs> I use thaumaturgy again to say, who dares close the door? Oh, do you really do that? No, I don't oh, do that. Okay. <laughs> but Salvador thinks it. In your head, you I'm have the, this very I'm dramatic this castle now. <laughs> oh, I'm the baddie. It's been you this entire time. Uh, you have a very dramatic it's moment been Salvador in your head. Salvador all along. Let's <laughs> So... Well, so do we think we should follow the wet footprints or should we go away from, should we avoid, once again, the question of weird thing or not weird thing? Well, (laughs) what was it walking to? At the end of this hallway, at the end of this ballroom is a table? Well, it was going down this this hallway. It was going down the hallway. Yeah, it was going down down the the hallway away from the ballroom. Gotcha. Gotcha. Did Um, it, when the doors like slammed open and shut, did the feet? Turn, like uh, the wet footprints oh, yeah. are going. going. It kind of trailed off, and now you look down the hallway, uh, you just see the wet marks left. No more. Does it have like, does it like walk to a door, or does it just like end in the middle of the hallway? It does walk to a door. Oh. We're going in that door. We are. We, <laughs> we are going in that door. Um, Ren, can you make a dexterity saving throw? No. Oh. You're dexterous. Yeah, kind of. 14? Uh, a 14. So out of the corner of the eye, you see a blur of motion and you have this instinct to duck out of the way as a vase shatters on the wall beside you. Uh, where did it come from? I'd like to perceive where it came from. When you look around the room, give me a perception check. 21. You see a small side table on the other side of the hallway where there is a circle of dust that had been kind of missing. You could suppose that the vase had come from the table, but you don't see anybody standing there. No footprints in the dust? It's on the table, so no. Oh. (laughs) It's crouched. There's no dust on the floor? No, you don't see footprints mm. in the dust on the floor. That's spooky. Was that you? No. Okay. I can only do doors. I can't levitate things, though. Okay, gotcha. But as you mentioned that, there is kind of this cloud of dust that's trailing behind, that had trailed behind the vase. that has been, like, kicked up into the air, and there's just this, like, cloud uh, in the hallway. Do you need oh, so it came from the hallway. Yeah, Come down the hallway. It, like long. literally on the other side of the hallway is the okay. table. Gotcha. Okay, so like okay. you're standing kind of at the front or the, the end of the hallway in the ballroom mm-hmm. and just on the other side of the hall. So I guess it's like 20 feet away. There's a table sitting with a vase. 
presumably came from. And then the hallway leads on further down where you can see the wet footprints trailing down the hall towards a door mm. and ending there. So the wet ghost is not the one who threw the vase. No, so this was a, a, dry, a dry ghost. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other vases in the vicinity? Oh, there's plenty. Great. There's so many ornate vases. I'm going to haunt this place right back. <laughs> Take a cue for Salvador. I chuck a vase. <laughs> no, um, no, that's always <laughs> weird. No. <laughs> Two can play at this game. Do you pick up a vase? You chuck it back at, towards the other direction. It yeah. smashes on the wall. Like back through the cloud of dust. Pieces <laughs> shatter to the floor. And as that those sounds settle, you just hear the ticking of a grand clock in the hallway. Was that ticking before? Yeah. Oh, as you okay. kind of recall, you're just like, oh, there's a clock in this hallway. Um, and just kind of oh. continues to... You can't let show them fear, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> well, you definitely have shown your, your, your might with that throw. Yeah. It probably wasn't a very good throw, to be honest. <laughs> but, like, if you want to throw vases, all right, like, that's what we're doing. We're throwing vases. Let's throw vases. Let's play games. That's what throwing pots is. I thought, no. <laughs> throwing pottery. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, that was Marky's little moment of rebellion. <laughs> I guess just be ready to dodge. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I pick up a vase right. in preparation. And yeah, I... I mean, maybe we should just sort of, like, eliminate the vases as a potential. <laughs> we're going to... Just smash all of them. Yeah, just like. <laughs> <laughs> just smash into the dust. Pull yeah. a link moment. Just like. <laughs> Whoa, there's five gold in here. <laughs> so, which door was the ghost going through? Yeah, which. So, it was going off towards a door on the right. Okay. Okay, okay so I, we'll go through that door. So, yeah, we'll Keep go to that door. All right. Um, and I'll, I guess I'll brace. I'm actually, you know what, Sal? You can get this door. Yeah, I'll, I'll open the door. I have in case a it slams, in, in case it slams shut, you're probably best well, to hold it open. Well, did you thaumaturgy it open again? Yeah. yeah. But it shut again because you shut it. Yeah, and it then you thaumaturgy it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's all oh, it didn't open. It's open again. Oh, okay. So it didn't yeah. shut. It didn't so shut a second time. So I have my hand out. And I have a or a third time. Hand. We're really showing these ghosts who's boss. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I cast door stopper on the door. <laughs> Do we have any more spikes? I, I use all the spikes. I'm out. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So you start making your way towards the door. Yeah. And as you approach, you hold your breath in anticipation. <gasps> You're vigilant to motion around you. And Salvador, you start stepping towards the door. You peer into the door frame and you see that it leads into a dark hallway. Hmm. Not lit like the other spaces you've been in. And as you get just about close enough to peek in, it slams in your face. See? Told you. And then <laughs> you just start hearing banging and bashing on the door like someone's just wailing on it. The noise is just reverberating and echoing like right in your face. It is so freaking loud. I dropped the face. <laughs> well, no, my, my, my reaction was I, I rolled to see if I was able, and I rolled in that one, so I guess I just dropped the vase on the ground. You <laughs> dropped the vase on the ground in 
just like your startled state, it again shatters. <laughs> this this whole scene is just like punctuated with very dramatic sudden noises. Marky covers her ears. <laughs> Everybody's hearts are racing just like with the um, sheer amount of times that some loud bang jump scare has <laughs> come out at you in such a short period of time. Oh, oh, my little heart can't take anymore. <laughs> I'm going to like pull a fainting goat, just keel over. Oh, oh gosh. Is the banging like, I'm trying to figure, like, is the ghost on our side banging on the door or is it like inside trying to get out? Like, what's the, well, who's banging on the door? Why? It sounds like it's coming from the other side of the door. So they, the door slammed shut towards you, Salvador. Mm-hmm. And then they just started banging on it, just like wailing on it, wailing on it, wailing on it. And that goes on for like a good 10 seconds before the pace and cadence slows down and kind of quickly teeters off. And then you're again in silence, except for the ticking of the clock. Well, do we still want to go through the wet ghost door? given that the wet ghost seems to be on the other side and is throwing a tantrum of some sort. Yeah, they seem to be very moody, slamming doors and beating on walls. But then, like, why why close the door and then beat on it? Maybe it's trying to help us by closing the doors so that we don't go in them. Maybe it's a friendly ghost warning us. Yeah. The wet ghost is friendly. The dry ghost throws faces. Yeah. <laughs> so be aware of any dry spots. The flickering shadow person, neutral so far. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're just Start a list. <laughs> a viewer. <gasps> a viewer. A viewer. Ooh. One of these ghosts is Alice. Definitely a theory. Because mm. when you die and you're attached. And... So she'd probably be in the library. Or down yeah. in the throne room. I have a question. What are these... Sort of staircase situation. So this is there the hallway we're in. Stairs, yeah. So in this hallway, there are stairs that lead up to yet another floor. You see that there are the door to the right, which is the one that Salvador is standing in front of and just had the dramatic moment. There's a door on the left, and then it curves down and ending at another door. There's like two other doors down at the end of the hallway that you can see as well. I don't know how like. The wet ghost seems like the most interesting thing that's going on, but it also like really aggressively seems to not kind of want us in its business. Yeah. So I don't know if we should pursue the wet ghost or so change our plan. What I saw was just a dark hallway. There wasn't any other identifying feature beyond the door. No. Okay. And the torches weren't lit, which is interesting because they're mysteriously lit everywhere else. Yeah, very odd. So it seems cursed. I mean, that's an understatement, but yeah. I think <laughs> that's a safe assumption that this whole castle is cursed. Maybe I think that base s- is cursed. Those stairs are cursed. That door is cursed. <laughs> Maybe we circle back on this room yes. if okay, we don't yeah. find anything elsewhere. So, that's a good idea. I don't know. The end of this hall. Yeah, around the curve. It seems sort of it, deal, you know. or- can we maybe just peek in the other doors as we head down? Or are the other doors also slammed shut? Uh, did you thaumaturgy all of them back open? I can do it one at a time, so I probably would have done... You would have done like a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a gunslinger, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my party trick. <laughs> There's so much drama here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's seeping in drama. <laughs> Every you time got, Ren turns, yeah. it's closed oh, close to the floors, yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that wind machine, man? What are you talking about? Like, the ghosts are dramatic, the party is dramatic. <laughs> so, it's a face-off, yeah. Uh, yeah, can we just, 
I mean, I am in agreement to head towards the end of the hallway, but if we pass the open doors, can Marky give a little peer in, see if any of them look interesting or promising or like a way out or home? <laughs> yeah. So... They're upstairs, so not a way out. <laughs> There's a slide that goes down. There's an emergency exit, okay? <laughs> According to architecture codes, there needs to be <laughs> fire escape. Fire escape. Yeah. yeah. So you start making your way down the hallway, and you are peeking in the doors that you pass. And you pass the first one, look down another dark hallway. Do any of them also slam shut, I guess? That one does not slam shut just yet. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no ghosts there. Yeah. And then you continue on further. There's another door you peek in. This one also unlit, but you can make out shapes of furniture and like white sheets over objects. Ghost furniture. And then you continue on down the hallway. There's another to your left. Similar situation, like things covered in white sheets furniture, stuff like that, cobwebs, abundant. And you finally make it to the end of the hallway. And as you peer into the room at the end of the hallway, it leads into another hallway, but of very ornately wallpapered floral pattern. And it kind of looks like if you peer down a bit, that it opens up into some sort of living space. And are the torches lit or is it dark? This one is only lit by the light of the moonlight coming in. It's nighttime? From the windows. I guess it's nighttime. It was daytime when we emerged in the garden, right? Yes, it was. Oh. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> We gotta make a point to look out the windows more often, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the moon. The moon. I mean, this room seems innocuous enough. Yeah. It's got great wallpaper. Yeah. And dramatic lighting. And the doors have not slammed, and there are no wet footprints. Take a look. Yeah. Ren will, um, I guess, go to the window and, like, peek outside. All right, so you go... Stand dramatically at the window. You (laughs) start to make your way into the living space. Silhouetted by the moonlight. (laughs) Red, how do you always do that? And you see the windows. So you go to make your way over there. And with a crash of lightning, midnight begins to hiss. As you notice a figure now standing in the window. (gasps) Water dribbling down their form. Their gaunt face standing arms at their side. And the noise of water splashing to the floor. They look sad. Is the figure like on the other side of the window, on the outside? No, in the room with you. Oh, good. And that's where we're going to end this episode. (laughs) How close am I to that thing? Uh, You're you're probably 15 feet away, yeah. Uh, This isn't even um, the room that the wet ghost went into. Are there two wet ghosts? Oh, Oh, wait, there's a wet invisible ghost, and then there's a wet visible ghost. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of wet people in here. 
And that is where we will put a pause on today's story. Thank you all for joining us for this disturbing dirge as we plunge into the abyss. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shadows of Prophecy and join us next time to find out what becomes of Ren, Salvador, and Maki in these ghoulish quarters. I want to give a special thanks to JCH, our fabulous patron keeping the candles lit here at Goblin Forge. Your support has meant the world to us, and we are so grateful for your absolute generosity. I would like to thank Scrubcast for some absolutely fantastic sound mastering, music, and effects. They have been utterly amazing to work with, and I highly recommend checking them out if you're ever in the need of audio editing, especially for their fantastic music and effects design. I would like to also thank Sirenscape for some outstanding atmosphere and music. Make sure to check them out at Sirenscape.com. I use Sirenscape all the time at my game table and for our Twitch streams, and it adds that little something special to bring our players and audience into the story. I would like to thank our players this evening, Dan, Ellie, and Chris. I'm so happy to have you in our cast, and can't wait to hear what grisly adventures we'll find ourselves in next. Our theme song was written by my brother, the chill electronic vapor soul artist Lusk. You should check out their most recent single, Gus. This has been a Goblin Forge production. Please follow us on Instagram at goblin underscore forge underscore ttrpg. And hey, show us some support by becoming one of our fabulous patrons at patreon.com slash goblin underscore forge, where you can get access to bonus content like handouts, encounter maps, and even adventure guides to run your own horrific campaigns or one-shots. And at the very least, give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. This is how we get a word out about our podcast, and we love sharing it with all of you. Thank you, and tune in next time to find out where this wet ghost guides the party on their quest to uncover the secrets of this very haunted castle.